This is a special recorded message from me, Pastor Dan, wherein I'm going to read to you from a message that I crafted on behalf of the Shiloh leadership team. This is an important message, so please consume it carefully and make efforts to get paper copies as well. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this is an important message about a defining moment in the Shiloh family's lifetime. As many of you know, the Indiana Conference of the United Methodist Church founded Shiloh under the leadership of the Reverend Steve Seitz in the early 1980s. A merger of the Evangelical United Brethren and the Methodist Episcopal Churches in 1967 birthed the United Methodist Church, making it the world's largest Protestant denomination. The denomination's steady decline in membership began almost immediately after that. The merger caused conflicts in many communities where former Evangelical United Brethren and Methodist Episcopal churches once coexisted and then combined. Similarly, a conflict of core values emerged amidst the merger and the prevailing social upheaval of the times. The debate over these core values gradually escalated ever since, with more and more disruption of the quadrennial General Conference denominational leadership meetings. Eventually, the debates effectively stalled any progress toward meaningful leadership toward other ends. The most frequently cited points of contention relate to matters of human sexuality and the UMC's formal position regarding same-sex marriage and lifestyles of clergy. In fact, discipleship is the central matter, since by definition, disciples are persons who submit to the authority of a superior whose precepts they willingly follow. Discipleship and discipline are words rooted in the same principle of structuring one's values, habits, words, and deeds according to the master's teaching. Lay delegates to the United Methodist Church's 2016 General Conference urgently charged bishops who presided over the conference to lead the denomination toward a resolution. In response, the UMC bishops called the Special General Conference of 2019 solely to debate and vote to either uphold the UMC's Book of Disciplines, that's the governing, governing document of the denomination, long-standing opposition to same-sex marriages and open, openly homosexual clergy, or to change its stance. So let me reiterate that statement. So basically, this special general conference was called to finally decide whether the church should change its long-standing position against those things or to update the language to support such things. Representative leaders of various factions presented proposals to the special conference, but ultimately delegates voted by a simple majority to maintain the current language. Outraged proponents of change redoubled their commitment to orchestrate change at all costs. With that in mind, fair-minded individuals from representative perspectives worked together to create the separation protocol of reconciliation and grace through separation. Pardon me, that should be the protocol of reconciliation and grace through separation. 
which would provide a reasonable means for local churches and clergy who support the current language of the Book of Discipline to withdraw from the UMC. Widespread support for the protocol generated the formation of new denomination dedicated to traditional Wesleyan Methodism and biblical authority to which conservative United Methodists could turn. Adoption of the protocol and its subsequent departures and reforms seemed certain on the eve of the 2020 General Conference. Then the pandemic changed everything. Organizers postponed the 2020 General Conference to 2021, then again to 2022, and then to 2024. The new denomination, the Global Methodist Church, consequently announced its formal launch on May 1st, 2022, and invited churches and clergy to join them. Local churches and clergy may disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church under paragraph 2553 of the United Methodist Book of Discipline but are subject to the authority of their area bishop. Bishops wield significant authority in setting the terms for departure. There will be a substantial payout, if only for existing pension commitments, but current Indiana area bishop has, the current Indiana bishop has publicly expressed his willingness to work kindly with churches who wish to disaffiliate. Paragraph 2553 has an expiration date and the presiding bishop is likely to change soon, too. So as of this writing, Shiloh's leadership team is considering the following critical points. Number one, does the Shiloh family desire to remain affiliated with the United Methodist Church? Many conservatives in the UMC will depart soon, leaving those who oppose the current discipline statements regarding marriage and sexuality and the nature of biblical discipline with a majority in 2024. As conditions gradually favor liberal interpretation of the matters at hand, conditions and cooperation with conservatives will become more uncertain. Two, does the Shiloh family desire to affiliate with the Global Methodist Church? The Global Methodist Church has a provisional book of discipline and doctrine and is ready for implementation and will provide for easy transitions for churches and clergy from the United Methodist Church. The Global Methodist Church upholds scriptural primacy, primacy and traditional Wesleyan Methodism frames the religious life of the denomination. Does the Shiloh family, three, does the Shiloh family desire to become an independent entity? Independence requires entirely localized polity, doctrine, clergy requirements, pension and benefits administration. Independence means sole responsibility for everything associated with the church's existence and sustenance. And number four, does the church family desire to unite with another denomination? Understanding that any known denomination that would accept us will also require us to do so according to their terms and conditions. Currently, what we need from you as members of the congregation, as the family here at Shiloh, is that you pray for wisdom, provision, and timing. That you pray for me, Pastor Dan, as I discern and speak and do those things required of me in this process. Pray for lay leaders to receive and transmit truth and love from the Holy Spirit. Pray for unity love, mercy, and grace. Pray that there are no expressions of hate, hurt, 
or any kind of frivolous activity associated with disgust or distaste or any extreme motivations. Please pray and pay close attention. Please pay close attention to all forms of communication and prepare to respond promptly. Read your emails, text, printed materials. Check your spam folders to make sure you are receiving everything from Shiloh. Don't ignore our text messages and feel free to follow the links in them. All of our links that are legit and safe will contain Shiloh in them somewhere. Accept interruptions to your classes and small groups as Shiloh leaders reach out to you there. Ask questions and patiently listen to replies. And please plan to attend any called meetings. It is a momentous time for the Shiloh family. Our wilderness journey requires more faith, more discipline, and more focus on the one who stirs the pillar of cloud and fire that directs us, Christ the King. Respectfully, the Shiloh Leadership Team and yours truly, Pastor Dan. Mm-hmm.